What up, what up, what up? It's Pope the Blueprint, the host of the number one networking show. And I like to take the first couple of seconds of each show to highlight any local brands that I may be wearing. And tonight I am wearing XI11, uh, which is a local 17-year-old entrepreneur here in Baltimore. So I encourage everybody to support, support, support your local brands. Now we have a special guest in the virtual building tonight. How you feeling tonight? I am great. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Now, before we get into the inspiration of your journey being an author and all the wonderful things that you do, if you can just introduce yourself, let everybody know where you're from, and just a brief overview of what you do, and we get ready to take it back to day one. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you for first. Thank you for having me. It is definitely a pleasure to have the opportunity to share my journey. Um, hi, my name is Latasha Martin. I am a wife and mother of two, and I live in Miami, Florida. And my day jobs, I know this is a during this show, my day job is an educator. I have been a teacher for the last 15 years. So at the later year of my journey, I've been teaching elementary for all of those 15 years. So I decided to step out and use the knowledge that I have as an elementary teacher to start creating my own African-American children's books, trying to find some more diversity within the literature that the kids read. Mm, I love it. I love the diversity. And so let's get into the journey, right? Because you have a wonderful background being an educator. And so take us into that journey, that aha moment when you said, you know what? I have stories I want to tell to inspire our little ones coming up. Do you remember that moment when you had that moment? Yes. Well, for me, I've always had the love of learning, the, lo the love of reading. That's really my pastime. I enjoy reading. So that was always my goal in life. I always, as, young, as, as young as I can remember, I always wanted to be an author. So that kind of built into me becoming a teacher because it relates to helping kids learn how to read and learn that joy also. So I always wanted to become my own author, but you know, as life goes on and you get busy and you have kids, so you know, some of those dreams that you thought about when you were little, you know, you kind of put them to the to the side just so you can get through the regular day, day in and day out. So now when I had this break, unfortunately with the pandemic that we've been going through, as an educator, we've been home. So we have been teaching online. So this is our second year really of teaching online. So the first year, 2020, I was home teaching and I said, you know what? I have a lot of free time now. You know, I'm sitting home, the kids are here, my husband's here. So as we are watching, you know, everything that's happening on the TV and then I'm home, I say, you know, this is a great time for me to really sit down and get in, get out everything that I've been thinking about. I want, I always wanted to be an author. So now I have the time. So I took the opportunity to sit and talk to my kids. I have two boys, so I am a boy mom. So my book, of course, my first character is a boy. So I talked to them about, you know, some of the issues that we were noticing on the TV 
with, you know, going on with the pandemic and also with, you know, the racial, racial injustice that we've been watching on TV with them while we've been home and having to explain that situation to them. My kids aren't little. I have a 16-year-old and an 11-year-old. So they can kind of comprehend a little bit more about what's going on with the, uh, what they see on TV or hear, hear on the radio. So we just had that dialogue. And then I'm like, okay, well, they're older kids. So they understand and I can explain I can explain things a little bit more clear to them before a younger child that's, you know, five or six years old, they don't understand what they see or what they hear. So they need an adult to kind of break it down a little bit more for them. So that gave me the boost that I needed to start writing my first book. So I was like, how can I explain to black children and especially black boys that there is absolutely nothing wrong with you? Yeah. It's a message I preach to my own children. So I'm thinking, how can I get this message out to other kids? So that's how I got the inspiration for my book, by talking with my family, by, you know, sitting home and finally using this time that that is given to us, even though we took an ugly moment and turned into a positive one. Yeah. You know what? You said a lot, right? Because I'm sure over your 15 years of being an educator, I'm sure certain things that you see that kids need to have instilled into them. So was that kind of the mindset as you were kind of meticulously putting it together? Like, what are some of the things you knew you wanted to put inside the book, like the mindset that you wanted to transfer to the younger ones? Well, the first thing I definitely want to make sure that I expressed is self-love and self-esteem. Um, to understand that we're all different. So as, as especially with kindergartners, they're going to, might be going to school for the first time, uh, pre-K students, you know, they're used to being home. They're used to seeing people like them. But then when they enter a building, okay, everybody's different now, you know? So they have to understand how do I fit into this world that I've now just been placed into, you know? Okay, this is my new friend, but I don't look like my new friend. You know, yeah. he might have straight hair and my hair is curly, or I might be a little bit darker hue and he has, and he might be Caucasian. So they have to understand that even though, you know, you might not look like the person in the same classroom with you, but there's nothing wrong with that. So we have to learn to interact with each other without finding a negative. And that's the part I wanted to express to young kids that, you know, no matter what situation you're put into, you know, you're beautiful just the way you are, uh, increasing that self-pride because definitely now, unfortunately, with a lot of kids, they don't have that. Mm. You know, as in our Black community, you know, we get picked on if you're too dark, you know what I mean? Or your hair might not be as straight as others, or you might have it a different way. So my hair right now, of course, is natural, but then maybe the girl next to me had it permed. So, you know, it's different things that kids have to go through. And an adult has to show them that you're okay. Like no matter what look you choose to go go with, you're okay just the way you are. And that was definitely my main message that I wanted to express in the book. It is, of course, the character is a boy. His name is Isaiah. And I named him after my son. So we are a family business. So the character on my book is my son. And um, I used his features to express that, you know, we're darker skinned people. 
our hair is curly, it's kinky. In the book, I have different varieties of hairstyles that boys would wear. So you understand that, you know, you're perfect just the way you are. No matter what anyone says to you, no matter what you might feel, you might be different than someone else and you're not. And that's definitely a message that we have to teach them young and not wait till they get to a teenager or they get influenced by what they hear and see on the radio, you know, on the TV. We have to tell them now as a two-year-old. So mm -hmm. as they grow up, they don't have that complex. Yeah. You know what? And I, I love that message, right? Because like you said, it's about being proactive and getting that message out. Because if you don't, the media is going to influence them one way or the exactly, other. Exactly, yes. Now, we can't depend on the media, society, and other cultures to tell us how we should embrace ourselves. You know what I mean? Because right. it's very common, especially I hear it amongst women when, you know, when you all wear your hair natural styles and other cultures are like, is that real? And it's like, yes, it is. And, and embracing it. You know what right. I mean? However you choose to wear your hairstyle, embrace it. As an adult, we go through the same thing because we're trying to fit in. So yeah. I know as an adult, if we're still struggling with it, that it's harder for a child to understand it. So that was the purpose of the book was to try to break it down to their level, something that they can understand by the pictures and by the words, because those are things that they hear. So my language is based toward, it's based to things that kids would say to one another. They never mean any harm, because that's one thing we know about children. They're honest to a fault. Yeah. So they don't mean any harm in what they're saying, but it might hurt the person that they're saying it to. That's a great point. That's a great point. And so we have self-love. And what would be one other thing that you say you would want someone to extract? Because I'm, I'm really digging deep and I love that you're, you're giving us a lot of gems because you're on the front line. So you can really speak to the mindset and what you see on a day-to-day -day basis, because this will be very informational for other parents as well. Yes. So I also focus on the mother in the story. So in the story, the young boy, he gets with another uh, child that was at the park. And the child said, hey, you can't play with me because you're different. So the mother, the child will go back to their mother and have that conversation of, okay, what makes me different? So it's also that nurturing that children need. So you can't build self-worth unless someone puts it in you. Mm. So the, mo the mother character in my story uh, talks to him and she explains to him that, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, how you look. That everyone in this world is different. Everyone is special and unique. And you have to honor your own appearance and not be concerned about what someone else might say to you. So it's definitely another theme within my story is nurturing, understanding that kids need that. In our world of technology and, you know, uh, laptops and tablets, and they get lost in YouTube and, you know, the games, they, some kids need that one, that hand, the nurturing of a mother, that one-on-one yeah. -on -one attention 
and that they, you know, would not necessarily get from that lack of their sitting on for hours that you sit and you have a conversation with your parents or grandparents or, aunt or aunt, uh, uncle, whoever you're in the house with, that you have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with them. Because that's something that we're honestly, you know, are losing now that people don't have that conversation anymore. And that's kind of what I definitely wanted to build with my book is to start that conversation. Ask your kids, how do they feel about themselves? Are there any issues that you're having in school? So you have to create a dialogue. Kids are not gonna just come out to you and say, hey, you know, I feel ugly or I don't like my hair. They're not gonna come out and just say that. So you have to have a conversation with them. And that's another issue, uh, another topic in my book that I definitely wanted to express was actually sitting down, going back old school and having a conversation with kids. Mm -hmm. That's special because you know, as parents, we can get busy and not even realize with so much going on that you're missing out on those crucial nurturing moments because you're yes. assuming that they're getting it from YouTube. Oh, you know, YouTube a pacifier, I'm the cell because everyone has a cell phone in their right. hands, right? And that's You'd what I'm surprised. Five year olds have cell phones in school. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And, and, and parents, are, you know, if you don't be careful, you know, they're learning certain things and you're missing the conversation opportunities, right. right? So that's what I love that's so special about you children authors. You're creating these moments to remind us parents to say, slow down, have the conversation, and I love it. Now, as you were putting this together, as far as when you were first inspired, did you kind of have any self-doubt at the beginning? Like, maybe, maybe oh, not. Of what course. That, that self-doubt has not left yet. What do you mean? As a new business, I am stepping into a new genre that everything I am currently doing is brand new to me. So, of course, I am filled with self-doubt, but I am not letting that stop me. That's why I'm up here talking to you, even though I talk as a teacher for a living, you know, but talking in a large group still bothers me. So having an interview and having to be on camera is definitely not my norm, but I have to get over those fears. So as a new business owner, as a new author, there was a lot of doubt, like, okay, Am I writing the right words? Am I saying this correct way? How does that picture look? Do you think I should change? Like I edit my book so many times. I've called family and friends to read it over. Okay, do you see something wrong with it? Do you think I need to add this? Do I need more dialogue? Okay, how big do you think the book should be? You have to make it, you know, a good size that that's comfortable for the kids to hold it in their hand, not too small. You don't want it fragile, they'll tear it up. So there's different facets of being an author that I did not know that I'm learning on the fly as I step into this new journey. So there are definitely a lot of things that I did not know. And each day is a new goal. It's I'm learning something new every day. Like I'm literally YouTubing it, uh, doing conferences, calling people, networking. Like, okay, how did you do this? How did we do that? How did we get this done? In order to figure out 
because it is really a business. Yeah. Even though I enjoy writing books, it is a business. So you have to learn the business side of it also, not just the enjoyment of actually just writing the story and getting the final product with the illustration. Because that's the part I like. That to me is the easiest part. Sitting down, writing the story, uh, designing the illustrations, that to me is the easiest part of being an author because I love that. That's my passion. So that's, that's, I could do that with no problem. I can sit up all night and write a book. The next step is, okay, how do I get this message that I feel is a positive message out to others? So that's the part that definitely is trying for a new author, making sure that, you know, you're saying the right things, you're making sure that other people understand the themes that you put in the story to make sure they're getting the same output and if people are enjoying your book. So I know I enjoy it. I know if I ask my family members, they'll say, yeah, it's a great book. You know, but is everybody else that's not related to me, do they also enjoy the book? Are they also getting the same message? So that, that's that self-doubt that are you doing it right? Is everybody getting it? Do I need to do more? Because, you know, there's always more that we feel that we need to do. So it's, it's never... I've done enough. I'm going to stop right now because I wrote this book in October. Okay. So this book was created in October, but as you can see, I'm still working on the book. I'm still talking about the book. I'm still marketing the book. So it's, it's to me, it's, it's an ongoing journey. There's more that I feel that I can do with it. Along with the book itself, as a teacher, because my brain went to that right away, I created a lesson plan for the book. So I created a lesson plan for it. I just worked on um, coloring pages, the story coloring pages from the book. So once I wrote it, I was like, okay, this is great. Okay, how can I extend the information as found in the book? So I created a lesson plan that teachers can use in the classroom and that parents can use at home because it's, mm-hmm. it's versatile. It's very simple. And I made it where I provided free activities for parents and teachers where they can um, print out. So I give it to them free. The items that I created were free. You're able to print them out enough for your class or just enough for your uh, child. And I made flashcards that can go along with the book that works on like the verbs that are found in the story and extended activities and questions. So even though I started in October, my mind kept telling me there's more that I can do. There's more than I can add to it. So that's what I have been doing. I've been adding to my story. So it's not just a book. I kind of gave it more life by giving it another edge as you can take this, not just in your child's bedroom and reading it, reading it to them at night, but you can also take this out into the classroom and create a whole lesson on it. And even if you have small children, you teach, you know, if you're a pre-K, you can have an oral discussion with kids because that's a, a skill that kids need to also have is being able to express themselves. So there's many different facets within the book itself that I have expanded to. So I kind of gave it legs and I'm still creating as I go. So I can't even say, am I done yet? No, there's still more things that I feel that I can uh, pull from my book. You know what? I love that you're continuously thinking and adding, right? Because sometimes what trip people up is they get caught in their thoughts. 
but they never continue to work out their thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. So how important is it to not only receive the thoughts, meditate it, think upon it, but actually just to take action? Because like you said, you could have been done with just the book, but you've added, like you said, put legs to it to keep it going. How important is it to just take action as you receive these ideas? I think it's very important. So with my my mindset is I have to get things done when I'm thinking about it. So that's just my personality. If it comes to me in the middle of the night, you know, I'll write it down really quickly so I won't forget. Because, you know, what you think at night, you pop up in the morning, it's gone. So I'll write it down really quickly, make a note to myself to come back. And after work, I'll get started on it. So I'll get started on the next activity. Okay, I thought this was a good idea. I will write it out, let somebody else look at it. Okay, do you think this will work? So as I try to add in other people's opinions, because I know as an author, you think your work is great. So you have to, you know, put it out there and deal, not necessarily deal, but accept the critique of your work. Because even though we feel it's perfect, you have to be able to see it from someone else's view. So that's, that's the next thing that I'm definitely working on at adding more because there's so much more that you can do with it. And we just not don't have to be a, afraid to do it. That's the next thing because we can't just, you know, be complacent, complacent with the part of I wrote a book. It's a great book. People are buying it. I'm gonna stop right there. No, I'm going to add a little bit more to it and see how this book can be more beneficial. Besides just reading it, what else can I do? That's that's important. That's important. Now, what did you learn about yourself as you completed the book and it was done? Did you learn anything about yourself or maybe was reinforced? I think I learned a lot about myself through this process. And it's still an ongoing process. Um, Definitely determination. Because I was, I have always been a very orderly person. So getting things done was never a struggle for me, but just kind of like scheduling time to do it. That was the biggest hurdle to get over because we can always find a thousand things to do around the house with the kids, homework, you know, so there's always something else, something else that we can do. So just scheduling time to just sit with yourself and get it done that was definitely a challenge for me that I'm glad I got through and I keep pushing myself to, you know, chalk out more time for myself. And it's usually at night when I'm doing it. Once, you know, the day is over, it's quiet and now I can work in peace. So I usually do most of my creating at night. Um, and definitely it was stepping out of my comfort zone. That's a big thing for me. So even though we're having this conversation right now, my natural personality is an introvert. I am usually a quiet person. I'll get the work done and I'll keep moving. So having to, you know, hold an interview, to do read alouds, to reach out to strangers to share my message was really one of my biggest struggles because that's not within my normal personality. So that was definitely something that I had to get over. I had to get over that fear of of the unknown because that's really what our biggest fear usually is, the unknown. So I was scared of talking to people like, I, you know, 
that's a stranger. I don't know them. Why would they want to help me? Why would they want to talk to me? Why would they care about my book or my journey? So you have that thought process. Like, ah, oh, they don't really care. But you have you have to talk yourself out of it and say, no, do it anyway. Because yeah. the only thing they can tell you is no. The only thing they say is no. And you move on with the no. So yeah. you, know, you always taking that 50-50 chance. So I might as well just take it. And hopefully I'll get a yes and not a no. Yeah. Yeah. As they say in sales, some will, some won't. So what? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's, that's super awesome. And I love that you pointed out, you know, the business aspect, because you, you can get caught up in the passion, but you also have to make sure that that product is available. It's in front of people because you could have a great product. But if no one knows about it, then it's just it's another pointless. product. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love that you're, you know, doing the read alouds, you're doing interviews because you never know who may come across the book that can help you spread the message even more. So I want people to really gravitate to that message that once the pen is done, once the publication is done, once it's printed, you still have to put in the work yes. and invest the time. Definitely. It, it did not end. The pu publishing the book is the easiest part. That's the first step. It's the easiest part in this process. If I could just <laughs> publish a book and make the money that I want from it, I'll be happy, but that's not reality. You have to learn marketing. You have to learn how the business should be ran. I have to, you know, that I, I'm not, that's not my major at all. My major is straight education. I have a master's in, in early education. So the business world is a surprise to me. It's like, oh, I have to do that? Okay. So I had to turn to, okay, you got to get an LLC. You have to create the bank account. Everything has to be separate. You have to, you know, Find a logo, create a logo, find an illustrator. That was definitely a struggle. Finding mm -hmm. the, the great, the perfect illustrator. And I'm still, you know, I still see there's still more perfection that I can fix with that. Cause I, that's just my, my thing. I feel like I can get, find another one if I can. I keep reaching out to see, see if there's another illustrator who can do this and give me this. So the illustrator was definitely the toughest part of it seeing someone who can see your vision because as an author it plays in my head like a movie so I see it I know how I want the character to look I know how I want this scene to look I know how I want it to flow and then it takes a minute to find someone who's able to bring that dream to reality so there's many different aspects of being an author besides just writing the book. The perfect illustrator, an editor, and then also, okay, how do I get my message out there? My Facebook page and my Instagram page at the beginning, private, maybe 10 people. They were all family members, <laughs> you know? So now it's like, okay, I. Everything is now a business, a, a business social media. So 
new Instagram for the business, new uh, Facebook for the business, Twitter for the business. So everything now has to revolve around the business aspect of, so you're no longer, you know, just the individual. Now you have to focus on that brand. And then it's like, okay, what is a brand? Cause I had to research that part. I'm like, okay, everybody keeps talking about, you need to have a brand, you have to market your brand, you gotta get your name out there. So I'm like, okay, how do I get that done? And that took me a couple of months to really research how to get that done because I'm not a business major. So I literally had to go back to school and I still feel like I'm in school trying to get all this information to figure out, okay, how do I get all these things done? So it's definitely an ongoing journey. It hasn't ended, even though I've published the book, I feel I have some of the information that I need, but I definitely don't feel that I know everything. So there's always more that you can definitely learn as a new business owner. There's so much more that you can learn. That's a lot of gems for the people that's listening because like you said, school is never out for the professional because it's just learning day in and day out. You know what yes. I mean? Whether you're in school, out of school, learning is never out. So I'm glad that you're pointing those gems out to people. So now that you have your, your creation done, what are some of the things that you're working on? Are you looking to, to turn your book into a series? Can you give us a glimpse? into where you're thinking about the possibilities uh, as you move forward. Okay, so as I'm currently, I have two books being illustrated. So that's my goal. I have, so I started off with Black Boy BU. So my next book will be Black Girl BU, Straighten Your Crown. So I switched to make sure that I also recognize the girls. So I, my next book will be for the girls. And then my a uh, third book will be more of a family book. So definitely within the first two books, it was always, you know, the single mom aspect of it. It was, you know, so I wanted to make sure that I also created a story that included a whole family. So not just, you know, a child and a mom, but the whole family aspect. I think that's something that kids need to see also, not yeah. just, you know, their grandma's part of the family aunt and uncles are part of the family so I, that my third book is definitely a family book where everybody's getting together so each one has a different goal so I wouldn't necessarily they're this a series but they definitely do have the same characters so the okay. same character same character's name but it's a different topic in each book and all of the characters in my stories are family members so the first book was Isaiah, that's my son. My second book is Naya, and that's my niece. And then also within my family book, I included my oldest son, his name is Irie. So each character that I'm adding into my books are my actual family members. That's all. So I'm bringing, it's a family business, and our goal is to show love to our African-American family. It's diverse, it's you know, multifaceted of who's in your family. So we have to learn to embrace all those different aspects of it. So I am, my goal is to improve on books that are there for young African-American children. Because definitely when we were growing up, we didn't have a lot of books. 
where the characters looked like us. Yeah. Where the characters, you know, were just as brown as we were or had our same hairstyle or talk about some of the same issues that we were going through. So I definitely want to make sure that my books focus on the things that I missed out on as a child. So it can definitely help our new generation of children to understand that, you know, even though this is happening, we don't need to agree with all of it. There's a definitely a different role that you can play. And that's my goal within my books is to build upon some of the lessons that we learned as children that might've been lost now with our new generation of kids, kind of bringing back that old school uh, thought process, you know, being respectful, you know, embracing family, embracing yourself, embracing black, uh, black pride and loving everything about you. You know what, that's important because, you know, like me personally, and I'm glad that you're pointing out the diversity and how households can interact because I was raised by my grandparents. So, you know, growing up, my thought processes had those old school values. And so when you see how other kids interact and you're like the lack of respect, you know, it's just like, yes. hmm, do you really speak to adults in that way? Like that common, you know? And so I'm glad that you're intentional about the message, right? Because, you know, we talk about generational wealth, but we also need to transfer the generational principles. Right, definitely. As a teacher, I sit on a daily basis, unfortunately. So I'm usually within a third grade or fourth grade realm of students, which are usually between the ages of nine to 10 years old. I'm at a Title I school, so it's predominantly Black or Hispanic students. So as a many years that I've been teaching, each year, unfortunately, it's, it's getting predominantly African-American students who are not having that same value of education, the same value of respect. When you see an adult, you speak, good morning, or if someone asks you a question, or if you're being reprimanded for something that you are doing, we don't talk back because we know we would have gotten, you know, we would have gotten popped right in that yeah. mouth if you would have been talking back to an adult. But our kids are now this generation, they feel, you know, that they can speak however they want. And that is definitely something that I want the younger kids to understand that, you know, that's not the proper way. To, to start, but they look at their older siblings, they look at older cousins and mock or mimic what they're doing. So as an adult, we have to teach them the correct way. So most kids, you know, they don't always listen to what their parents are saying. So, but they will read a book. So put the message in a book because they might not listen to us all the time, but they'll read that book, you know, every day, twice a week, they'll pick up that book and eventually that message that's in that book will sink in because they're able to connect it over time. Mm, I, I love it. And my, my hat's off to you because I know the patience that you have to exercise in seeing, you know, the differences in generation and being patient, you know, and so, you know, I just love and respect what you do. So thank you, oh, thank you know, you. on behalf of all the teachers. 
And so two things before we go, because you shared a lot for us tonight. Um, I want people to know how they can follow and support what you have going on. So if you can let people know where they can purchase the book from and where they can follow you at on the social medias that you have available. Okay, well, thank you. Well, first, I have my own website. So it is uh, Martin, which is my last name, M-A-R-T-I-N, Children's books.com where I have my book. I also created children's journals. So that's my mind still creating. So upon writing a book, I stretched it out to children's journals. So I have that also on my website. Um, Black Boy BU can also be purchased on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Walmart, but the only thing I can definitely add to that is that on my website is where you can get all the freebies. So I provide the free coloring pages when you purchase a book. You also get a free, my free lesson plan that I spoke about previously by subscribing. So all the things on my website are free, but it's just purchasing from the author. But I do have other uh, stores that are selling the book. And then also on Instagram, which is definitely where I seem like I live right now. I live on Instagram. <laughs> so my Instagram is... L.M. Children's Book, which is my name, my initial Latasha Martin Children's Books. And I'm also on Facebook as Martin's Children's Book. But I am definitely always connected on Instagram. I, as this is, this is one of those business journal um, journeys that you had to learn that, you know, marketing is an everyday job. It did not stop because I came home from work. No, it was okay. Once you're done with that first job, then you started your second job. So yep. it is definitely a pleasure talking to you and being able to share my journey with you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell everyone about my book and my different uh, books I'm going to have coming out. I'm hoping by the summer that the next two uh, books, the children's books that I am writing will be available. And I also have them on the same platform, which is Martin's Children's Book. So when you subscribe, you're able to stay connected and you're able to get those notifications as to uh, when the books are available. That's awesome. That's awesome. So everybody go to the website and get all the <laughs> You know what I mean? All the free stuff is on the website. <laughs> and also a free autographed copy of the book. So, you know, when you go to my website, I appreciate that you came to my website. So the things that I'm giving to you are free. There's no extra charge for an autographed book. There's no extra charge for extra materials that will help you discuss the themes and topics with your child. And also when you subscribe to my website, I also provide different literacy activities. So that's once again, is my, um, is, you know, I keep going with that teacher brain of mine. I provide anyone who subscribes, I send out free literacy activities for them to do. All they have to do is just print them out and they make as many copies as you want to help you with your child with different, like right now I'm working on summer information because you know, the summer school's almost over in June. So learning never stops. That's another thing I wanna make sure people understand please keep going during the summer break because when they come back in August, there is a gap, there is a loss. 
So definitely please allow them to get some, you know, it kind of doesn't have to be every day because they do need a mental break, but some type of education camp book, writing, journal, something that can help them still, you know, have that creative mind going, which they definitely need. So, and I do provide free activities that parents can do at home with their kids when you subscribe to the website. So everything that I do is free because I just appreciate that you took the time to come and visit me. That's awesome. You know, because you're giving people a total experience. You know what I mean? It's not just, here's the book and I'm done. You're giving people the total experience. I mean, I want people to know how passionate you are right now because you're going the extra mile. You know what I mean? And it's because you love and enjoy what you're doing. So, you know, that that's awesome. And so before I go, I always like to leave on that last word of encouragement. So it could be for people thinking about getting started, people thinking about giving up. It could be for people that just need that inspiration to keep going. So whatever you have on your heart will end on that last word of encouragement. My word of encouragement is keep going. Because when you're stepping into something new, you're afraid of everything. There will be hurdles everywhere you turn. There will be a, a pit waiting for you because you don't know something. You don't know the right person. You don't have the connection, but don't let that stop you. Keep going. That will be my, my phrase of encouragement. Keep going because no matter what, whatever I don't know today, you'll know tomorrow. Whatever you don't get done today, do it tomorrow. Keep going. And eventually you will get to that goal that you want. You'll get to the publication after you created your first book and realize, okay, I can do this. And you'll go to your second one and it'll keep building because you understand that you can do it. We all have a lot of fear. I think that's our main problem is fear. And we fear the unknown, but we have to push through that fear and just keep going. Just keep living that dream that you know you want to achieve and just don't let anything stop, not even yourself. Mm. Well, thank you so much for sharing those gems. Much success to you. You know, this is not the end. This is only the beginning. So as you continue to create you know, you're welcome to come back on the show and talk about the new books that you're creating. And so this is just a continuation. So peace, love, and blessings. Everybody have a nice night and we're out. Peace. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.